I'm Allison Van Hooser, and I'm on a sold-out mission to develop highly successful leaders at all levels. In the 15 years I've been working throughout the food, financial, retail industries, and politics, I have become deeply aware of the powerful effects of leadership. In each episode, you will get strategies and actions you can use immediately in order to change you, your team, and your business. The question is, will you choose to own it? Will you put your stake in the ground and decide to do something with what you've learned today? This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast. Hi, everyone. Another week, another episode, another opportunity for you to level up your leadership. As a leader, it's your job to know the risks that are out there and manage your business in a way that mitigates the risk. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a potential increase in a risk that you need to be aware of, and it's stemming from how younger people in your workforce are gathering information and making decisions. As a leader, because of the shift in the workforce, your entire culture could shift very quickly if you don't step up to the plate, figure out what's happening, and take action to control the risk. Let me start with telling you a story. I have a daughter named Willow. Uh, Willow is seven years old, and she is a southern, sassy, sweet little girl. This year, Santa bought my kids a trampoline for Christmas. Thankfully, the weather has been nice here for the most part, so the kids are outside on that trampoline almost every day. I was in the house cleaning up one weekend, and Willow comes inside, and she's crying just a little bit, and she's limping around the house. She said she came down on the trampoline and hurt her ankle. Now, I looked at it, and it looked fine to me, but Joe, my husband, said that he thinks she might have actually sprained it. The first thing I do when I realize my daughter may have a sprained ankle is I go to my trusted resource, Google. (laughs) I start typing in, how do I know if I have a sprained ankle? What does a sprained ankle look like? Picture of sprained ankle. Picture of broken ankle. Picture of compound fracturing. (laughs) Things got out of hand pretty fast. But I went on and I did as Google said with that sprained ankle. I had Willow rest it. We put ice on it. We put compression on it. And I had her elevate it. The next morning, Willow got up and she's still limping around the house. So we did all of those same things again. RICE, the acronym, rest, ice, compression, elevation. We did all of that again. There was no bruising and it would be a long shot to say that there was any swelling. She was better. I sent her on to school. After I got Willow dropped off at school, I called my friend who's been a nurse for a really long time. She said that I was doing all the right things and to give it another day or two and see how Willow is feeling. And then if she's still feeling bad or if it starts bruising or swelling up, then take her to the doctor then. The very next day, the very next day, less than 48 hours later, Willow's running around the house, running around the yard, dancing, jumping on the trampoline, all of that. She was totally fine and back to 100%. So she was fine. But why did I tell you this story? Because I had a question, a problem, and I asked Google how to solve it. And then I asked my friend the same thing. I did all of that without calling the person who probably knows best, my child's pediatrician, her doctor. It is that story 
that is a perfect example. It's just one example of the nitty-gritty way that because of technology and the way that many, many people are interacting with it and changing the way they gather information by using it and justifying the actions they take because of it, that is the heart of our discussion today. It's important for me to point out here, though, one generation is neither right or wrong. No one way of doing things in this situation is necessarily right or wrong. It's different than it used to be. And maybe it provides better results in some cases, but maybe it also provides worse results in other cases. For today's discussion, I want to get your mind thinking about how researchers are telling us Gen Z, which is the youngest generation in the workforce, those about 24 years old and younger, what researchers are telling us about Gen Z on how they gather information and how it might affect your workplace. Now, as we move forward, I'm going to be using general statements in the discussion. Now, these statements are based on what I've learned from studying the latest research and building relationships with all generations in the workplace. You have to know that statistics are a good place to start when it comes to making decisions about your business, but stories from your people, that is what's going to get you to the truth about your specific employees. The best thing you can do as a leader is get to know your people individually and adapt accordingly. I'm going to give you a place to start. Let's dig in. Let's talk about the old school perspective on gathering information and making decisions in the workplace. I posted this whole story about Willow and her ankle on social media the other day and someone commented that I should leave older generations out of this. And when I asked them why, they never responded. But in case you or maybe someone you know might be thinking the same thing, let me start this part of the discussion by saying that if you don't stop and consider how things used to be, then you may never realize your leadership is out of date until it's too late. If you don't see change coming, then you end up becoming reactive instead of proactive. And it's the proactive leaders that stay ahead of the curve and get the best results. For older generations, their view of leadership was very much top-down. When employees had questions on what to do or how to do it, they asked the leader. When the leader told them something, the employees listened. They put their heads down, they got back to work, and they did what they were told. In that type of environment, it was easier for the leader to manage certain risks. How so? Well, if most everyone is looking to the same manager, supervisor, leader for a standard of acceptable performance, how to handle any misconduct, what the right answers may be, etc., then the risk of the answers to all of those questions becoming convoluted becomes very low. Why? Because the majority of people are getting the majority of their information from the same source, leadership. However, as generations in the workplace have evolved over the past four to six decades, especially in the last two decades or so, top-down leadership isn't as widely accepted or practiced. The old-school way of gathering information and taking action from an employee's perspective is changing. So let's talk about Gen Z. Gen Z is still young. They say that Gen Z could be as young as around seven years old right now. Willow would be a Gen Z. She's seven. So there's still so much being developed 
both within them and for us to learn about them. Because of the stage of life that many Gen Zs are in right now, most of the decisions that they're making are based around school and retail. So they go to school and they buy things, and that's what researchers are mainly able to look into right now. I've got two statistics I want to share for you. First one is from the Center for Generational Kinetics. It says that 86% of Gen Z reads reviews before making a purchase. The second statistic I want to share with you is also from the Center for Generational Kinetics. 68% of Gen Z reads three or more reviews before making a purchase. So let me say those two statistics again. 86% of Gen Z reads reviews before making a purchase. 68% of Gen Z reads three or more reviews before making a purchase. So they're reading reviews and they're reading multiple reviews before making a decision. The two statistics about their purchasing decisions could be a really good indicator of how they'll make decisions in the workplace. There's a pretty strong chance that Gen Z will be looking for opinions from peers and even people they don't know as they are working to figure out right from wrong, what level of performance is expected from them and other values that affect culture and performance in the workplace. Now, why would Gen Z do that? Why would they be going to their peers or other people's opinion and maybe not straight to the leader or to company guidance to figure out the answers? Gen Z is the first digitally native generation. They do not know a time before technology. Gen Z has grown up reading reviews and having better success from that versus directly asking the company about the product. As they're entering the workforce, they're probably going to be more likely to lean towards what they've always known, as we all do. They'll seek out reviews from coworkers, opinions from people in other companies and industries, all while potentially avoiding the decision makers companies have put in place to help control culture, to control performance. Now again, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my goodness, the younger generations are doing this and that and causing problems, let me just pump the brakes again. Hear me clearly. No generation is better or worse than the other. All of us, you, me, Gen Z, all of us bring our own unique value and challenges to the workplace. To navigate today's multi-generation workforce successfully, you have to remaster the workplace. Mix the old with the new in a way that they come together and become this bright future that all of us want. To truly remaster the workplace, you must understand where you've been, where you're at, and where you want to go. Consider this for just a second. If Gen Z is reading reviews or listening to opinions from who knows who, potentially somebody outside of the office, maybe even across the world, or simply someone in the office who you're struggling to get on board anyway, if younger generations are trusting them for guidance and answers at work, you as a leader must realize that's a heightened risk in regards to compliance, in regards to operations, in regards to performance, reputation, the list goes on. 
When younger employees are wondering if they should speak up if they see a coworker doing something wrong, will they follow the company guidelines or will they follow, say, Shady Sally's recommendation? Will the new generation ask the leader if they should keep pushing for more sales even though they met their goal? Or will they ask halfway Harry what to do? If new employees are not getting guidance for your culture standards from leaders primarily, how can you, as a leader, how can you take action to engage the rest of your employees so that everybody is better informed and pushing in the right direction? That's on you as a leader. This is the issue that will take correct, calculated, consistent action in order to mitigate the risk of the new workforce. Now, is it going to be hard to do very well? Maybe. But is it going to be impossible? Absolutely not. So where do you even start? How do you manage this potential newly heightened risk? Well, it first starts with a conversation with your leadership team about the possibilities. You can do things like spread this podcast to them to get their minds thinking on it. But then you have to move forward into a deeper, focused conversation with your people to understand where their heads are at. And then you lay down the law. And lay down the law is a practice that I talk about in my book, Level Up, Elevate Your Game, and Crush Your Goals. That'll be out at the end of the year. But laying down the law is answering the questions. This is who we are. This is what we want. And this is how we're going to get there. You, as a leader, need to put your stake in the ground and take action to clearly define this is who we are, this is what we want, and this is how we're going to get it. And everyone on your team needs to be involved and engaged and be on the same page when it comes to this because the new workforce coming in might be asking them what they think before they ever ask you what you think. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For the links to everything mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes. And if you'd like more practical, tactical leadership development content, go to www.vanhooser.com for my weekly blog and all the links to my social media channels. If it makes sense to start improving the leadership skills of your managers and supervisors, let's talk about training options for your team email me at allison at vanhooser.com.